Welcome to Business Impacting the Space Coast, the podcast keeping you in the know on small business in Brevard County. Business Impacting the Space Coast is sponsored by Ideal Impact Media, your partner in video marketing and brand storytelling. I'm here in the paper clinic again today with Alan Bernstein. You are a resident of the paper clinic. That's right. And HR office savers. You're helping business with their human resources. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that. Yeah, sure. Thanks. So I help small businesses and individuals navigate complexities of human resources, staffing, compliance, employee relations on the company side, and then for individuals, resume writing, interview preparation, and job search. It's a really challenging environment out there for businesses and for people from staffing to managing their their day-to-day processes. So I'm really trying to make an impact. Wow. So both sides. Mm -hmm. What would you say, kind of what's your mix? Are you working more with businesses or more with individuals who are looking to either get a new job or move up or just have Mm -hmm. better employment? Yeah, it's a little bit of of both, Trevor. I'm enjoying part of why I started my own business is I have more than 20 years of experience in executive and um, and site human resource and staffing experience doing that type of work. And I know that there are a lot of small businesses that really unfortunately think of hiring and basic process as an afterthought. And there's a lot of individuals who really just use a template off of some general internet capability, a Google or a Indeed or a Microsoft, and do some basic resume just to get their foot in the door. And as somebody who's looked at tens of thousands of resumes, interviewed thousands and thousands of people, and helped several thousand people find work, I can tell you it can be a really challenging environment on both sides. So if I can help folks make it easier for them, give them more opportunity to be successful, that's my goal. Wow. And right now, unemployment is at a record low, but there's still a lot of competition on both sides. Kind of how Mm -hmm. are you managing that? How are you advising both your Mm -hmm. owners and uh, people who are looking for employment? Mm -hmm. Sure. So if we start with the company side, people generally, as managers, we only hire but once or twice a year. So nobody's really an expert at hiring unless you do it regularly which is where human resources comes in. And unfortunately, the smaller businesses, five to 20 to 25 people, they're doing it all themselves as owners. Maybe they have administrative support or even the employees themselves. And while it should be a priority to hire the best talent, it unfortunately becomes less of a priority than, let's say, new business development or working with a current client. So what I try to do is help companies appreciate the importance of interviewing candidates, reviewing resumes to start, how to read a resume, what are you really looking for in a resume, how do you schedule an interview appropriately, what is candidate care all about, where we keep the individual applicant engaged throughout the process, especially if you want to hire. It is a very competitive environment, as you said. Um, But I would also say on the candidate side, it's also competitive on the employer side. Employers still have a choice, and they will not hire a less than acceptable candidate. And that's something that I think individuals looking for jobs forget sometimes. They think it's easy to find a job in today's market. It's not. It's still hard. You still have to put your best foot forward. You still have to present yourself as a viable, hireable candidate. It's just just not as simple as people think it is. What are some tips or what are some pitfalls? Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, what what are some things that you could definitely provide insight from the employer side to make their Mm -hmm. position really stand out to candidates? One of the things that I've had an interesting dialogue with some of the employers is where are you posting your job? 
what kind of applicants are you looking for? What's the level? So I'll give you an example is I have um, clients, two different clients. One is, um, one is a professional environment looking for an office manager. I have another that's more of a laborer type of environment also looking for an office manager. If you read the job descriptions, you couldn't tell the difference. They're identical. Same level of skill required, amount of experience, type of position, the job description itself. But those are two different people. The same person isn't going to work typically in a professional environment or a labor environment. They're just different types of personalities, different cultures, and people are going to look for different types of cultures. So each company would have to uh, uh, present themselves in a different light to different applicants, depending on who they're trying to find. So one company might have better luck posting a job on, let's say, Indeed, while another company might have a better job posting or time posting their job on, let's say, Craigslist. It's just a matter of where you're looking for people. So my number one suggestion is think about what you're looking for. Don't just go through the motions. Make it a real effort and prioritize. On the candidate side, Mm -hmm. what are some things that you see that are common mistakes Mm -hmm. that people are either not prepared for or they don't understand Mm -hmm. that a business owner, a hiring manager, a recruiter is going to make sure is going to make them stand out? Candidates forget that they're looking for a job which I think is an incredibly interesting dynamic. You have your resume out. You've submitted your application to a company. The company calls you, Trevor, or I won't use Trevor, but company calls you to say, I want to talk to you about your resume. And you answer the phone like this is your best friend. Yeah, what's up? Well, you have to remember that if you're on the job market, you should present yourself professionally at all times. And you can answer the phone. It's not that hard. Hi, this is Alan. Rather than, yeah, sup, Right. Make sure that your voicemail works. If you have voicemail on your phone, try to answer your phone. Recognize that phone numbers aren't all from Florida. So if it's not a 321 number, it still might be a legitimate call. Um, The other thing I would say goes to both sides, the applicants and the companies, is the lack of preparation. Um, We don't take enough time. We're so fast-paced, all of us, right? Everyone just moves. We have a thousand different things going on. We try to multitask, and it's more challenging than we think it is. Applicants aren't taking enough time to research the company. I can't tell you how many times I talk to an applicant that says, you know, Alan, I, don't rem- I sent out a lot of resumes. Can you be a little bit more specific? Which is really not a very good answer, right? You want to know where you sent your resume and you want to know that it was intentional. Same thing with companies. When they call a candidate and they say, yeah, I really haven't looked at your resume yet. Tell me a little bit more about you. It's just, it's just not, you're not putting yourself on the best foot forward if you're not really focused on being successful if you're not focused on the result. The message you're sending is you don't care. That's right. On either side. If you haven't looked at it, you haven't prepared, you haven't put in the time, then you don't care. And uh, that's not going to no. benefit you in the long run. Either side you're on. So. That's right. Yeah, one, one of the funniest things I ever saw. So when I go to um, job fairs, so, so if there's an open, um, we have lots of job fairs across the state. And I still, to this day, it cracks me up when um, I'm standing at my table with my banner behind me. And the applicant comes up to my table and he says, hi, I'm here to interview with XYZ company. Looks up at the banner. That's right. It's to figure out who you are. It's very interesting to oh me when that happens. Goodness. Yeah. Take, take the time to read. That's crazy. Yeah. And especially with the internet, there's an unlimited yeah. amount of information you mm-hmm. can learn. What about LinkedIn? Tell me mm-hmm. a little bit about that on both sides. Mm-hmm. How should people be approaching that, candidates and businesses, mm-hmm. to create what could be a uh, you know, employee-employer relationship. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is a really good tool for connecting and networking and researching. 
And not to take away from LinkedIn, but you also have Indeed and Glassdoor and Google in general. There's so many opportunities to research and learn. That's how I feel about LinkedIn. You build your network. You get to know each other. But if you use it just to find a job or if you're an employer and use it just to find a candidate, it's not as useful a tool because a lot of people are out there, companies and people. Use it to learn. Use it to network. Use it to maybe post an article, to share something. I've got folks I'm helping now to find jobs, giving them the tips, the tricks of the trade. And I, and I share some of this information with them, Trevor, where I say you can use LinkedIn to find work through networking, but don't use it for just that. If you see an article you like, like it share it, kind of improve your social media presence. Engage. That's right. And utilize the tool, not just for networking, but also for learning. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I create a lot of content for Facebook. I've been involved with it for a long time, Mm -hmm. as a lot of people my age have. Mm -hmm. Recently, I've been diving into LinkedIn for about nine months, maybe 12 months now. Great. Yeah, I've seen you on there. And it's 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 an interesting platform mm-hmm. that has a lot of opportunity, but you can't engage with it the same way that you look at Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you have to be intentional about a lot of things. <clears throat> what kind of image are you portraying to mm-hmm. the people on there? But also, what is the dynamic? Because the good thing about LinkedIn is it's not as saturated in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, but also the way content is distributed and shown through a news feed mm-hmm. or how it comes to you or how it comes to right. maybe other people you want the attention of is is different. And I mean, we could spend a whole podcast talking yeah. about that. But what would you say, you mentioned engaging, liking content, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not creating content or putting your opinions out there, especially just like if you are, you know, in a professional space, mm-hmm. you don't want to be putting out um, your political views or right. religious views. That's going to be more apparent if it's if you're handling it professionally. Yeah. But what is one or two other ways that mm-hmm. you're suggesting, whether you're looking for a job or not, mm-hmm. or you're just starting to get engaged with LinkedIn, mm-hmm. kind of what are your tips and tricks for LinkedIn? So start with the research. Use LinkedIn for articles to read. Um, I don't do a lot of personal posting on LinkedIn, partially because there's so many different opinions. I use LinkedIn for the research. Now, once I build my business more, I might use more social media capability through Facebook, LinkedIn, and others. But even throughout my entire corporate career, we use LinkedIn a lot for building networking groups. Mm. So you get, and you know, you can join and there's gazillion networking groups on, on any of these social media platforms. But I would suggest, number one is just get out there. Um, Don't be afraid to accept requests for friends or partners or networking, but certainly do the research. I mean, I know people that brag about having all these thousands of connections, and I get it. That's fine. But if you don't know who they are, it's not going to benefit you as much. And then it just becomes spamish. Mm. So my advice is to, if you're going to accept someone, even if you don't know who that person is, look them up or her. Understand what their background is, where that request come from, I can tell you when I first got into LinkedIn, and it's changed a little bit, but even now in my own business, a good number of requests that I receive where I don't know where the person came from are just sales requests. And I get it. That's how people break in. But you have to think about beginning with the end in mind. Where do you want to be and what do you want to become? Building a relationship. Be a real person. This isn't just a platform to pitch. That's right. Alan, you're a resident as we are to yeah. the paper clinic. Tell me a little bit, what are the benefits mm-hmm. here that you enjoy being having your business run out of the paper clinic? Uh, I, I get to share space with other professionals. I think that's a really important piece where 
sometimes without even preparing for, we just have conversations about business and what we're thinking and how we can help each other. There's events at the paper clinic that are really helpful to me to get to share my message, but also for others that may be interested in um, HR for small business, for legal questions. And sure, I mean, there's all kinds of opportunity here. And I think um, really the really what it does for me also is gives me a real office that I can work with an office address that I can um, continue to build my business. And have appointments to That's right. conference rooms. That's right. That's awesome. Just the support, I think, is a really important part. Alan, you mentioned that you work with individual candidates as yes. well. How do you accomplish that? What does that look mm-hmm. like? Individuals that are looking for jobs. I help them with their resume, with preparing for interviews. So I'll give you an example. Is I'm meeting someone this afternoon who is, rec- who is soon to be graduating from university with a degree in chemical engineering. We're going to sit, review her resume, talk a little bit more about the expectations of applying, what jobs look like, what companies are looking for. Um, I'm looking forward to having that dialogue to provide a mock interview session, run, run Sarah through a couple of questions that she may or may not be prepared for, give her some direct feedback. Um, the beauty of doing that in person, which is another reason why I like the paper clinic, we get to use a conference room or some other area where we can sit and just talk. Body language, eye contact, inflection, all of that is so important. And that even goes back a little bit to what you asked me earlier, Trevor, about what some folks are just don't know to do or they have to watch out for. There's a, there's a certain nervousness everyone has going into a conversation. We all get butterflies, even people who do stuff like this all the time. There's still that little bit of, how's this one going to go? And individuals that go on interviews, managers too, for that matter, especially with candidates that fully fit the job description, but candidates that are going in for an interview, it only takes one. And they want this to be the one. And so I help them with those nerves. I help them understand how that process goes, what companies think, how long the process takes. If they haven't heard back in two days, is that good, bad? What does that mean? So it becomes very personalized. Well, Alan, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Trevor. They can find you here at the Paper Clinic, just like they can find us. That's right. And where else can they find you? Mm -hmm. Um, I have a website, hroficesavers.com. And as I continue to build my business, I'll be on Facebook and LinkedIn and have other social media platforms. Business impacting the Space Coast, where Brevard gets down to business. Sponsored by Ideal Impact Media, your partner in video marketing and brand storytelling.